haven't run into anyone just saying no to say no to shut us down because they don't want us to succeed people want to help each other and that's one of the most important things i think i've learned or experienced in person throughout running this business hi this is tom swartwood uh, with another installment of our drake student innovators podcast our innovation podcast series uh, we're going to talk to Sam Haycock today, a sophomore at Drake yep. University, uh, and he's going to tell us a little bit about founding Atomic Fizz, uh, a craft soda company. Uh, our, we're, we're going to visit over the course of the summer with the rest of our hatchery participants. Sam is one of uh, five, uh, represents one of five teams participating in our summer hatchery program where we pay student entrepreneurs to start new businesses. Uh, with that, I'm going to introduce Sam Haycock, who's from just outside Kansas City, Missouri, and ask him to tell us a little bit about himself and then to tell us a little bit about the startup of his craft soda company. Hi, Sam. Hi. Um, my name's Sam Haycock. I'm a sophomore business major now from Kansas City, Missouri. I grew up with a bunch of close friends and that relationship carried on throughout high school. And well, really, we were always just a, the creative bunch and decided midway last spring that, well, we wanted to start a company and we were throwing out ideas of what we could do. And well, Atomic Fizz was born. Throughout high school, the guys, not me necessarily, but they became pretty well known around school for being really good at mixing and matching sodas or creating their own cocktails of sorts at the gas station right next to school and they'd come over and or they'd bring them over to school and share them with everybody and so because they had that background we thought we thought that well we could do something make something pretty good and we did and atomic fizz we started selling in september of 2016 and since then we've sold over 7,000 bottles and lately at least we've been growing quite significantly so we're excited to see what the future has in store for us so go back to the beginnings a little bit uh you have five collaborators in this six of you all together yeah starting out and you're all in high school you all known each other for a long time mm -hmm. wrap up high school and say hey let's start our own business or let's do something together we always kind of had a plan to do something together, but okay. we never actually started planning starting the bu the business, and it was pretty impromptu. Uh, that started in May of 2016. I, that was a year after I graduated. Okay, so you'd been out for a year, um, had finished your first year here, mm -hmm. but you got with these, these uh, friends of yours, and I think you told me when we first discussed this that you guys sat down and had a brainstorming session. Mm-hmm and considered all kinds of ideas, many of which I think were probably wacky. But oh, what were ridiculous. some of the other things you considered? Uh, some of the guys wanted to start like a restaurant, even though none of us had a cooking background. One guy thought it would be really cool to have a speakeasy, which doesn't make sense. Um, no, because you're all under drinking age, right? Yeah. yeah. A, a jazz club was another thing, because a couple of the guys were really, really into jazz. Um, and that's basically about it. And, and the idea was you're going to do these in your hometown? 
Mm-hmm. And what's your hometown? My hometown is Independence, Missouri. It's borders Kansas City on Kansas City's east side. It's the fourth largest city in the state. Um, we actually started the company in a friend's garage, and he had recently moved to Blue Springs, Missouri, which is just east of Independence. So all three are in a row. I think Blue Springs is the home of our uh, recent alum um, basketball player. Lizzie just, Wendell. Yeah. Yeah. Is from Blue Springs one of the rock star, all-time great women's basketball players. So Independence is a pretty sizable community. Uh, you guys went to public high school? Mm-hmm. Graduated from Truman High School in 2015. Truman High School. And a couple of your pals are good mixologists. They're going over there getting the big gulp cups and mixing and matching all the things they can pour out of the fountains at the convenience store near the high school. Um, how did you guys come up with the formulation for what became Atomic Fizz? Yeah, so I was actually at Drake getting ready for exams, but one night my friends, there were three of them, three of the group, went over to Tanner's house, Tanner's our president, uh, sat down with a bunch of different syrups that they got from the local Hy-Vee, and they mixed sodas and just all kinds of crazy combinations, some more practical than others, until 3 in the morning. And by that point in time, they were all pretty much consensus sick to their stomachs one of them's like, okay, I'm going to make one more. The one more was hot. It was flat, completely uncarbonated. And all three of them thought, wow, this is soothing. It's really good. I can't imagine what it would be like cold and carbonated. Okay. And thus Atomic Fizz was born. So you, from there, now you have a formulation. Somebody in, at 3 o'clock in the morning was writing down the ingredients and the mm-hmm. proportions apparently. Yeah. Uh, good job there. Then what did you do? How did you go from 3 o'clock in the morning, flat and uncarbonated, to, hey, let's put this in bottles, let's use cane sugar, let's go make this? Yeah, so it started out, all we had was a pretty small tabletop carbonator that you could buy. At, it's a soda stream, that's what it was. Um, it started out with that, and they were just pumping carbonation into it, didn't have a bottle for it. So the first thing we did was order, I think it was 50 amber bottles from some website or Amazon or something and some caps and a manual capper and then like some sticker paper and printed off pretty crude logos or meaning that they weren't labels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we had about 50 bottles that we were sharing with people that we knew and they all really liked it and we the six of us we all pitched in i think it was fifty dollars and that was our startup then at the end of the summer we all saved up three hundred dollars and put it in there and that was our working capital so you the six of you pitched in fifty dollars and that led to three hundred and then you saved up how much more well, all of us, we pitched in about $300, and then there was a 60 to begin with. So all of those really, what what they covered were the various paperwork that you need to and licenses that you right. need from the state. We didn't actually start bottling and producing any soda until we got into Poly Soda Pop, which is our co-packer. And even before then... But just before that, what I'm trying to get yeah. is, how much did it cost you to get started? You said the six of you each pitched in 50 bucks. That's $300. Then you saved up more money over the course of the summer? Yeah. On top of the 300 What was the? How much did you, you and your teammates invest in this to get it started? It was about 
So Total. the three hundred plus another twenty one hundred bucks by the end of the summer. Yeah. So you started the whole thing. You started the company for less than twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, it's an interesting story behind the bottler that you worked with, right? Can you talk just briefly about how this guy got into the bottling and how you guys met him? Yeah, so Poly Soda Pop was a brand of soda that was around from, I think, the early 20s in Kansas City to the mid-60s. And a local attorney and a good friend of my dad's, Ken McLean, he's been trying to revitalize the independent square and doing whatever he can to give the city some new life. He bought a bottling line, put it in one of his buildings. It's an old 1950s model, I think, bottling facility. And so they were running small runs of Polly's Pop, and we approached him and asked if he would be into or interested in uh, a co-packing agreement. And co-packing meaning co-packing meaning we pay him a small fee to bottle each bottle okay and in return we well we use his machinery okay and his story how did he get decide to get in the sort of the soda business you said he wanted to revitalize the town square and independence what he was he's an attorney right yeah and he had a big hit as a plaintiff's lawyer made yes. a lot of money mm -hmm. and he decided to invest the money in rejuvenating yes. Independence, Missouri. So as like his philanthropic endeavor, and we talked a lot about this in your class, um, he chose that he wanted to funnel all of his money because he can't spend all that money back into the local community. Okay. So he owns probably 60% of the square, a multitude of restaurants, a movie theater, a really nice bowling alley. He's putting in a new restaurant that's adjacent to Polly's Pop with a window so you can watch them bottle. And... He's making money off it, but still, it's making waves so and independence in the community. Yeah. So you've got this uh, 1950s vintage bottling line, mm -hmm. a craft soda, kind of speaking back to that earlier day of soda's heyday, um, and you guys are now in the soda pop business. How'd you get your first customer? Uh, our actually, it's pretty interesting. We started out. Um, we had this product and we didn't have any bottles and a friend of one of the guys family friend um, he invested in us and bought us over 17,000 bottles for about two thousand dollars so we had all these bottles now we had a bottling facility and the guys are like okay well what do we do next and mark our head of marketing it's kind of funny but <laughs> he was working at Red Lobster, and just by chance, I mean, he's a very friendly, open guy, he was making small talk with some of the people he was serving, and they were opening a store of theirs called Fantastic Balloons. And Fantastic Balloons offered to let us set up a stand in the back of their store at their grand opening, and we gave out samples. And from there, these people, they were wary at first. They didn't know what this stuff was back in the corner. We just looked like a bunch of goofy kids back there and came over, tried it. First guy who came up to us, if I remember correctly, he right off the bat, he's like, whenever this is available for purchase, I want to order two dozen. And we were like, holy smokes, that's cool. And we got great feedback, and from there we – we're getting more and more connections and invited to different networking groups. And it's just 
a testament to the power of talking to people and just being open. And we haven't run into anyone just saying no to say no to shut us down because they don't want us to succeed. People want to help each other. And that's one of the most important things I think I've learned or experienced in person throughout running this business. And didn't you also uh, catch a good break with some local media coverage? Oh, yeah. Um, Kansas City Media, or we've been on um, local TV stations and the paper, on the radio a few times. They've picked us up. They've embraced us. And these these kids going out there saying that this is our American dream, that we want to bring that energy back. And if we can do this with very pretty limited startup, we didn't have any experience in the business field. We're learning as we're going Yet that ambition. They wanted to trot that out and show us off. And we really appreciated it. And suddenly we had people E- uh, emailing us and messaging us on Facebook. They want some product. Or can I buy a case for my store? And we're getting in all these small stores I had never heard of, but they were coming to us. And that was, that was empowering. It was really cool. That's a great story. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you're doing this summer in the hatchery and, and with uh, the, your company? Yeah. So the hatchery um, has all these resources laid out for us. I can come to Drake, I try to almost every day and either sit down in the basement of Alibur or up on the third floor and I just work in a controlled, quiet environment doing research and if I ever have any any issues I can go to Professor Swartwood or Dr. Bishop or Stephanie Cardwell or Laura Kennard and they have answers because they have experience and it's really relieving as a student who's also running a business and I've not sucked into this culture I didn't know anything about running a business I'm still learning a lot as I go if I have any problems there are people there for me holding me up and like no you can do this and I'm going to tell you how and offering any any insight if I run into a problem there's people there to catch me and additionally they're give um Drake is paying us over the summer over eight thousand dollars and that's really helpful for a bunch of kids and I mean we're still in college we haven't been able to commit to this full time we can't pay ourselves yet I think three of the guys including myself we don't have a job right now because this is our job but we're not getting any money for it so it I mean that's been a godsend for us knowing that well they'll be able to help that money will help us pay rent so we can even be up here this summer and we can also channel in into our company. So now we can order new bottles and new labels. And as we grow, what's paramount and importance is that we start increasing the volume of our sales because you're not making much money off of each bottle of soda because it sells for about a dollar. So you're just making 20, 30 cents on each bottle. You have to sell a lot. But once you get into those places and you get your brand out there, it's the power of branding and packaging, then you start moving a lot of product and that's the game plan because once you're out there it just keeps flowing and flowing and flowing because people want to keep they want to see atomic fizz there they like the american flag bottle caps it's a unique thing people are tired of coke they're tired of pepsi they want some differentiation (laughs) uh well you you answered my question which is going to be your biggest challenge and it's i think it's as you just said it's it's volume and more customers uh i like uh, that brassy statement. Uh, 
I, I hope Coke and Pepsi uh, allow you to conti continue to live. They're, they're fierce competitors. <laughs> but uh, you guys are on the, that differentiation and that niche. Um, I have a couple more questions, and then I, I want you to wrap up perhaps with a, a short piece of advice for other students. Um, are you considering offering an, other flavors or other products? Yeah, um, we're actually getting ready to announce the release. It should come out sometime this week, so you're hearing it first here. Um, we're going to announce the release of a new flavor. It's, again, its own unique thing, and there's a twist to the whole process, too. It's called Rainbow Drizzle. It's really cool packaging, really cool, well, it's delicious. So we're looking forward to that. We have a bunch of other ideas, too, so as we grow, we already have other flavors lined up. And, yeah, we're looking forward to our future. Um, well, how about let's just wrap up. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a great story. I could talk to you for a long time, and, and we have uh, talked about a lot of the challenges. Uh, can you offer uh, either some advice or perhaps inspiration for students who are thinking about starting something new? It, my advice there is if you have an idea – just go for it. Don't put it on the back burner. And, I mean, it doesn't take too much brain power to concoct a soda and make a new flavor. And a lot of these people that I've met are doing things way more innovative with technology. So I understand if it's like, well, I don't have time to do this research. I don't have the money to do this research. But dream. Everybody's got the difference between an entrepreneur and somebody else is that they're going after their dreams and anybody can do that. So just do it. Be the change you want to see. Nobody's going to, you can't guarantee that this problem that you think you can solve is going to be solved by someone else. Solve it yourself. I like that. Well, good. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck to you. And uh, we look forward to circling back probably in the fall, see how uh, Atomic Fizz and Rainbow Drizzle yeah. Uh, are selling. Uh, I expect to see some samples of that in the hatchery Absolutely. any moment. All right, thanks a lot. Good yep. luck. Thanks for having me.